FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speaker. It is News Talk KZRG, Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Bohorquez. He's the congressman who represents Southwest Missouri. It's Congressman Eric Burleson. Good morning, Eric. Welcome home. Good, good morning, guys. It's great to be back. Hunter Biden. Really great to be back. I, I bet it is. Uh, it just seems like it's just over the top. Hunter Biden uh, indicted, obviously, on tax uh, crimes that should have been indicted a long time ago. David Weiss actually seems like he's doing his job. Yeah, I think he has to because of the, these uh, brave whistleblowers that came out. When, the, when those two IRS whistleblowers came out and uh, and we had them, I mean, you think about what they were doing. It's absolutely one of the most courageous things I've ever seen. And by them exposing what was happening and the, that the Justice Department was slow walking these charges, they, that they allowed for several of the, char- the events to expire under the statute of limitations, and that they were blocking the investigations. I mean, to me, it was so embarrassing that this is, I think that the, that's, this is a appropriate response. They're trying to cover their rear. And, um, uh, and so hopefully they, they're, they actually are aggressive in these, in these prosecutions. It's uh, the New York Post has a list of Hunter's expenses and it's, you know, he took out of uh, an ATM one point six million dollars. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't I didn't know that you could take out that much money well, out of an ATM. I, well, thought, I think it's 300 at a time. So apparently he was visiting the ATM several times a day. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And then I yeah, started, I have to look at the details of the report yet. I haven't had a chance. Well, you know, and then I was like going, well, that just seems like an awful lot of money. And then I realized, you know, people that, you know, you'll hear some celebrity that's gone to rehab for having a cocaine addiction, which is, uh, you know, which seems to be Hunter's uh, drug of choice. Uh, I've heard about uh, these people going to, you know, going to rehab for a thousand dollar a day uh, cocaine habit. Well, then. Yeah, one point six over several years coming out of the ATM uh, for cocaine. Maybe that maybe that makes sense. Maybe, or maybe there, there it's it could be evidence if we're able to get a hold of Joe Biden's bank records and and match up that there were deposits made on those same days. That that's the kind of thing that I want to look into. Yeah, right? because we we know that they did that. They, they basically cashed out money from Jim Biden's uh, and, and Sarah Biden's personal accounts and the same day deposited into or sorry, they cashed. They took in cash out of a business account and then they took that cash and deposited it into their personal account that had that, that account had nearly it was just hundreds of dollars in it. Not much. They deposited the 50,000 in cash and then wrote a check for $40,000 to Joe Biden on the same day. So there's, I think that there's a lot of that seems to be the pattern is that they if they're going to get money to Joe they probably did it in the form of, of, of cash. Yeah, an envelope full of cash. Well, it doesn't seem uh, inappropriate at all. National Defense Authorization Act. I know you have been working on that. Where are we? I'm frustrated, Peter. Uh, very frustrated. The uh, I. You know, I have a lot of hope in this speaker. I still have hope in the speaker, but we continue to push back fights. 
So there is so much woke garbage that this administration is doing in the within our military branch. They're spending so much money on all this crazy, you know, critical race theory stuff, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion people. It, it, it has no place in the military. And so we've tried to cut all of that. We tried to cut and make it so that they can't spend money paying for the travel expenses of, of people that want to get abortions. But we can't. I think apparently they've given up on that. This speaker has has thrown in the towel. He and and the reason is whenever I talk to him, it's, I was with a scrum of other members on the floor right before we left on the last votes, and we were pleading with him to fight, to to actually dig in and fight. And what what we were try, trying to make the point to him is that if you're not willing to let the NDAA expire. If you're unwilling to let the FISA uh, expire, right? The the foreign in, the foreign intelligence uh, law that, that allows for them to monitor and track our Americans, our, and other yes. Americans' phone conversations as as they've identified hundreds of thousands of abuses of that system. And if we're just going to do clean reauthorizations of these because we're so afraid of letting these things expire. And this is what we tell Johnson is that if you're, if you're not willing to do it, you've already lost the war. You have already lost the battle. Because if the Senate and Chuck Schumer and President Biden know that you're unwilling to allow for NDAA to expire, if you're unwilling, especially when we get back into the, the next year and we're having discussions about appropriations, and, and if Johnson is unwilling to let the government shut down, then guess who's going to lose? We've made it clear that we're not gonna we're gonna blink before we we have impact. Guess who's gonna lose every time? Yeah, and so, the problem is, of course, you know, obviously, last week George Santos was uh, was booted out of the House, and I I I I'm, I'm ambivalent to that primarily because he was not convicted of anything. Uh, then this week we now have uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Johnson, he is resigning from uh, uh, from Congress. Kevin McCarthy, I should say. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy is resigning. Yeah, he's at the end of this year, I think. Yeah, and so, so that's two less Republicans and an already uh, narrow majority. And there are so many of these guys and gals, and I don't ask you to point them out, that are a little mushy that easily uh, could be making uh, Hakeem Jeffries speaker in absentia. And I think that we're the, at that point, sadly. Yeah, I, 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 agree, I agree, Peter. That's why I thought it was very dangerous. Uh, and I was with you. Um, I don't think we should have expelled any – I don't think we should expel any member who is voted in by the near 800,000 people of their district. Who am I to tell 800,000 New Yorkers that – I'm going to get rid of their guy because he was indicted. And as you know, you can indict a ham sandwich. The, the, I think the expulsion of, of Santos was political. Um, the New Yorkers, a lot of the people that are in the conference, they hated him from the beginning. They wanted him out. And, and, then, and the Democrats were happy to oblige, So, to, which I think is disgusting. I think we ought to respect the rule of law, but that's but that's how it went down. And here we're going to pay the consequences because Peter, there's another member who's already announced 
at the beginning of the year that he's going to step down because he's taking a job as the president of a university. He's already taken the job. So that's going to happen. So that'll give us a one vote majority. And Peter, I'm not going to say who, but one of the members I know just told me that he has a very aggressive form of cancer. So to your point, like there's a lot of older members of Congress. Should one of them, I mean, God forbid, should something happen to one of them, then we lose the majority. Yeah. Just one person. And I have said that a lot on this show, Eric Burleson, and I will tell you, I've had people say, oh, you're just be overplaying it. It's not that big of a deal. It's, uh, you know, we just have to stand firm. And I go, yeah, I'll tell you what, there's some districts around this country. They ain't like us. That's right. And, and then even if everybody's all healthy in there, there's some, I'm, I'm, there's some people that have got some screwy votes. You know, there's sometimes you go to the floor and you think, well, surely this is very Republican. Every Republican will vote for this. And so, and they'll, you'll get surprised almost every time that there's somebody who, who has, you know, doesn't, it doesn't wants to vote with the Democrats. So I, this is a really precarious time. And what's sad is that because I think that Johnson knows he doesn't have the votes on some of these difficult conservative fights, so he has given up the fight, and he is passing things that the that um, the general like uniparty swamp will accept, yeah. and that's that's the most demoralizing thing. Because for me, you know me, Peter. I did not I did not run for office to go in and continue to pass the same uniparty stuff that has been failing the American people for nearly 30 years. I couldn't agree with you more. I, uh, again, thank you for your service. We'll talk to you next week and just keep your head up. I know this sucks. Thank you, Peter. Thank Uh, you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. That's Congressman Eric Burleson on News Talk KZRG.